Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 139. This is the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, fun times, and wrestling talk. We yep. are uh, Agent M. We're all Agent M now. Yeah, sure. Why not? We're, I'm Agent M. Uh, Ryan Panagos, Marvel's executive editorial director for digital media. We're 25 seconds in. 25 seconds in that it took for that to happen. Uh, no, there was like four seconds right. of dead space okay. at the beginning. So 21 seconds in. Yeah. I'm Marvel.com editor Ben Morse, um, and we're <laughs> off to a raring start. You know, 139 obviously is a historic number yeah. for any podcast. Uh, so. It would get gold foil, and it's only a matter of time before this all went off the road. Uh, we got intern Ian over with us. How you doing? I'm great, Ian. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. How are you feeling today? Uh, a little better. Yeah? yeah? Ian's been sick. He uh, he was out last week. He came in this week, so he's he's trying to soldier through. But yeah, man, what do we got on the docket today? Oh man, we got so much, so many comics to go through, and and uh, I'm gonna berate Ian when we get to the questions and oh, comments yeah. point. I'm looking portion. forward to that. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, like he knows it's coming, and he's, he can't do anything about it. I've yep. myself. <laughs> uh, so let's dive right into things with new issues. Sure thing, man. Let's start with All New Dupe, number three, written by Peter Milligan, art by David Lafuente, um, cover by Mike Allred, colors by Laura Allred. Still weaving through the X-Men battle, the Adam crossover, some cool stuff here. I actually like how Dupe ends up being instrumental somewhat in uh, Kitty Pride and Iceman's breakup. Um, but we have more weirdness with Dupe in his Between the Margins land, fighting Rays. And then the big thing, I think, for a lot of people will be that the X-Statics are in this issue, which, of course, is a big deal. Uh, specifically, the Anarchist. You go girls in it for, like, two seconds. But <laughs> Anarchist is in it for a while, yeah. shows up, uses his awesome powers, which I totally forgot about. It's like radioactive sweat or whatever. Um, but Rays... Brings up a secret for Dupe related to uh, someone who's very important to him. He has like a heart to heart with Anarchist and sets about uh, confronting someone from his past. Like I said, the great stuff with him and Iceman and him kind of calling Iceman out for being a jerk and saying saying to Kitty like, "Hey, you really shouldn't be with Iceman." Um, a lot of weirdness, a lot of cool David Lafuente art. Hard book to summarize because it's Peter Milligan writing Dupe, but uh, ecstatics in this issue. So buy it for that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Over into all new Ghost Rider number four uh, by Felipe Smith and Trad Moore. Look at that. That rhymed. I'm a hip hopper. Uh, so in this issue, you've got Ghost Rider versus uh, this uh, big, crazy, scary dude named Grumpy. Grumpy. Yeah. Love it. And then I love. So Grumpy's this like jacked up, uh, drugged out, crazy villain uh, who, you know, what? He has four arms now. Yeah, at no, one point, like, he gets so angry and gets so messed up that he just pops two more arms out and he beats the living crap out of Ghost Rider. Uh, it's really great. Lots of fun stuff. Great dialogue. I love, you know, it. you can tell that the characters are the age that they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it, Everything f- feels really authentic, uh, which is terrific, it, considering you have... Um, a book with a guy with four arms, someone with his head on who fire. Wants beer. Yeah, who wants beer and energy drinks? Yeah. Uh, you've got, um, you know, one of the classic Avengers villains, Mr. Hyde, in here, which I like because we don't see the Hyde portion mm-hmm. at all in this issue. We see the Dr. Zabo, I think. Calvin Zabo. Calvin Zabo um, as this evil manipulator who talks to himself, who is uh, doing bad things with drugs and. 
and the mean streets of Los Angeles. Los Angeles, yes. All New Ultimates, number four, written by Michelle Thief. I think so. Close enough? Mm-hmm. He knows him. Oh, so yeah? He corrected us when, when you weren't here. Michael Fife. Yeah, Michael, old Mike, Mikey Fife. Uh, and Amil Carpina. <laughs> yeah. Amil Carpina. Bit of a break from what we've been doing in All New Ultimates. Uh, the action stops so that the girls can go to Coney Island and hang out and have some bonding time. We got Bombshell, Black Widow, Kitty Pride, Dagger, all getting to know each other. Uh, big issue for Black Widow. Um, kind of get some stuff off her chest as far as her status as a clone of Peter Parker. Cutbacks to stuff going on with Cloak, stuff going on with Miles Morales. This is actually probably my favorite issue of the series so far. Um, I like the teenage drama of it all. I feel like that's what the cool part about this book. We'll get back to everything with the serpents and the scourge and all that. But this is a neat break. It was a nice chance to get to know the characters more and how they relate to each other. I really like Bombshell. I think she's become my favorite character. Oh, she's so great. She just says what says what's on her mind. Yeah, says what she feels. Um, like I said, some big revelations for Black Widow. Which I thought was terrific. I thought it was really well handled. And I agree. It was really cool. I agree. Uh, yeah, I would, I would read, if, if, if you're a Spider-Woman, Jessica Drew, Black Widow, Ultimate fan, uh, some big developments in here for her. And I think it was stuff that has never been addressed, but should have been, and now has been. So that's cool. And then by the end, we get back to the action. We're going to get right back to fighting this gang war next issue. So not not a lot of break. Yes. Uh, over to Amazing Spider-Man number three. This is a big plot-moving issue. Uh, you know, it's it's not like Spidey versus a lot of big supervillains or anything. There's yeah. a lot of pieces being moved around. I think this is kind of the pace of Amazing Spider-Man, though. It's like for every fight issue, he needs to then have like kind of two issues to reset. Yeah, mix of everything, which I like. I like. I feel like that is well, the Dan classic does, Spider-Man. And and Dan does you know character and dialogue and like you know the big movements for the Spidey yeah. universe so well. So you've got stuff with Black Cat coming together. Uh, you've got Spidey, you know, being the hero, uh, but also interacting with some of his supporting characters in, in some cool ways. Yeah. Uh, the first couple pages are brought up uh, with, you know, the, a big mystery character who we will be seeing much, much more of. Much, much more of. Yes, much, much more of. Uh, a lot of things going on at Parker Industries, uh, which I think could be really cool to see how that plays out. Uh, and then it ends with Black Cat meeting up with uh, another villain, and yeah. you know that's not going to end well for Spidey. Love the new take on Black Cat. Yeah. Uh, feels natural. I was actually I was on another another podcast that wasn't ours. What? Felt, felt weird not having you there. Uh, podcast called Booked, which I will promote on my Twitter when I'm on there, but some of our friends at Great White North, and I was talking about Amazing Spider-Man, I was saying how back in the day, you used to have a lot of comics, I was specifically referring to Claremont X-Men, where the whole idea of, okay, every issue is someone's first, um, but we don't want to stop the story that's going on, and talking about how Dan Slott is, I think, the best modern writer we have as far as every issue you pick up, there's a lot going on, he's very good about saying, this is who this is, this is how they're related to this, and... This is this person's powers. He's, just, he's, he's, he's kind of a classic writer yeah. who still works, who is adapted to the modern day, um, which is the thought that I had, and I wanted to make sure it was on our podcast because mm. nothing good should not be included on our podcast. Yeah. Speaking of good, Avengers Undercover, number six, written by Dennis Hopeless, art by Timothy Green II, uh, art by Jean-Francois Ballou, and inks by Jason Gorder. Uh, focus on... Chase and Deathlock at this issue. A lot on Deathlock, who is really taking to being a master of evil. Not that she's evil. I think she just likes being accepted 
and she's finding herself and her confidence which i think yes. you know makes sense for her she's like you're saying she's accepted yeah in a different way than she has ever been before. she's not being treated like a freak but she's also not being treated like a sideshow she's not being treated like someone who can't handle themselves like um what's the name of little mini uh wrecking crew guy excavator yes so excavator has got a shovel shovel fantastic um so he's yeah they're basically they're they're together and Chase is worried she's getting manipulated the same way she did on Murder World. Yeah. She's like no I'm good and they go on a mission. This is the first time Constrictors actually sent them out to do something. They come up against the Avengers uh, on AIM Island and Deathlock. It has a chance to take out Captain America and she has to make a decision kind of of who she wants to be, which is what this book is all about. Uh, young heroes deciding who they want to be and what the consequences for their actions are going to be. Um, the choice she makes definitely ends up having some consequences that will be explored as this series continues. Yeah. There is a sketch skit on the state. And it was called, I think it was called Tough Choices. Yeah. And it was, one of the questions was, would you rather lick a cow's butt yeah. or make out with your dad? Mm. And like that was like it was a game show. It was a whole thing, yeah. and it was, was like his mind just blown. Yeah, it's like all right, this is this is reality. Yeah, I'm just so, wondering if I should like take this down. Yeah, yeah you should. Uh, you should be, you should, if you've never seen the state, you should watch the state. Yes, the state is the greatest television yeah. show ever produced. That's some good stuff. Um, but you know, it's like that. Level but it's just of, like that. Yeah, yeah it's no. just like that. It's very similar. That's a very good callback. Yeah. Nice job. Uh, Deadpool versus Carnage, number four. I think this is the final That's issue. It. That's it. It's the last issue. We're done. Yeah. Cullen Bunn uh, wrote it. Uh, you know, he's on his roll of crazy Deadpool stories. Sal Vespin, amazing art, and it's it's awesome because Deadpool out crazies Carnage with logic and smarts. That's it's, a good description. It, it's. It's great. I love the way it's done. Uh, there's a really touching moment with this dog, which you know you <laughs> don't really expect to see. And freaking Jordan White, he yeah. gets himself drawn into more comics than anyone. Uh, do his artists really like him, or they is can't this? Like him I know so this must be like do this or else you're fired. Yeah, yeah, right. Just like using his power. It. Who's the other guy? Uh, I wonder if that's I, Cullen. I think it's Cullen. Uh, it might be Cullen. Yeah, but looks like Cullen's he could be. bald. This well, guy yeah, but, looks like he has like. You know, maybe it's buzzy hair. South Espen's way of saying, like, Colin, if you wanted to, I would give you, you hair. Could, you could do this. Yes. You uh, look okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe that's them. Uh, great wrap up to the series. Uh, I, I'm interested to see what we do with Carnage because mm-hmm. he's left in a very specific, interesting place. Yeah, very different. And also, place. you know, where where Deadpool goes in this realm of these Deadpool stories because there's just more wild stuff to do. Faux show. Another another limited series that wraps up this week, Dexter Down Under, number five, written by Jeff Lindsay, the creator of Dexter, illustrated by Dalibor Telegeek. Dexter is still in Australia, working with Shauna, the lady cop he's been paired up with, and they are trying to take down a racist. Um, will Dexter give in to his dark passenger, and uh, what's Shauna going to think? All those things and more answered in Dexter Down Under, number five. Dark Passenger. That's what it's called, right? Dark Passenger? I think think so. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, All right. On to Fantastic Four number six. This is an original Sin tie-in. It's written by James Robinson with art by Leonard Kirk. Uh, In the current stuff with uh, Dean Haspiel and Nolan Woodard in the flashback sequence. Um, You know, in the previous issue, we found out that 
The uh, the kids were all taken away from the FF. Everything yeah. is sort of falling apart for the team. Uh, and in this issue, the Avengers show up. Look at, at this team of Avengers. Yeah, by this the way. is crazy. They show up at Baxter Building and be like, "We can't let you into your house." I'm sorry, yeah. but we brought a lot of Avengers to stop you from getting into your house. What a bizarre array of Avengers. And there. then Sue, I love when we prove that Sue is one of the most powerful people around because yeah. she just gets really pissed and stuff gets flying. Shift over to Camp Hammond and there's this, this heartbreaking sequence. It's two pages. I think that's all we get out of the Camp, Camp Hammond in it this is. issue. But it's... Two solid, really devastating pages. I love uh, that James Robinson gets two opportunities to write Jim Hammond every month because he clearly that's like his guy. His guy, and, and, it, and he's good great. at it. Great, I love yeah. it. I want more Human Torch. Yeah, uh, characters are shtick. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you, Ian. Yeah, we didn't know that. <laughs> uh, and then we get to like the the original sin meat of the sandwich here. Uh, Thing finds some finds out something because he's at the epicenter. Of the orbs, uh, watcher eyeball blast. So we're calling it yeah, watcher eyeball blast. Good. Uh, good as and, anything. And we get a flashback sequence. Great art by uh, Dandy Dean Haspiel, <laughs> and um, we get to see what has made things so angry, or at least part of it. And it's it sucks for Thing. It's pissed. Yeah, he gets the short end of the stick. It's pissed, guys. Yeah. All right. Over to Guardians of the Galaxy number sixteen, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Nick Bradshaw, Dave Marquez, and Jason. Masters and various sequences and pages in this issue. Uh, and this is, um, there's all kinds of stuff going on because the Guardians are split. They're, they've been captured and then they've been tossed aside to different people who have uh, various interests in their uh, their deaths, really. Yeah. Uh, so you've got Gamora fighting for her life with the Badoon, but boom, Angela comes in that and it's awesome. like, it's like the best team up ever. Yep. There's, uh, Nick Bradshaw kills it on this. There's this one. Uh, Badoon dude in the background who's got a sword in his eye and he's trying to pull it out. But it's... Actually, the page before that yeah. where like Gamora thinks something's going to happen and suddenly this oh, Badoon's head just falls oh, off. Oh, it's great. And then you open it up and you're like, oh, Angela did that with her yeah. sword. Uh, they're going to tear it apart. It's going to be yeah. great. Uh, we've got uh, the Skrulls you know, doing nasty things to Flash Thompson and Venom, uh, which leads to some craziness up in space for him. Uh, Drax, <laughs> Drax, I love it. Mm. He's just got giant cojones, and he's like, Gladiator, I challenge you. He says it like 80 times this issue. He wants to punch Gladiator in the face. He's got a plan. Uh, well, that's all going on. Spartex Empire has Star-Lord. Boom, come to the rescue. Captain Marvel, because she's yeah. freaking great. Finally, she's been on like, the last three covers to this book. Yeah, she's in there. She's doing it. <laughs> it's happening, guys. Yeah. You've been waiting. Uh, there's, we I'm intrigued by this bit with the Kree. Yeah, we don't get much from the rocket bit. Uh, yeah. And it's really, it's very creepy. Very ominous. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know where that's going. Yeah, that, that was the most interesting to me was uh, what's going on with the Supreme Intelligence. Yeah, very cool stuff. All right, Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man number 27, Joe Caramagna adapting Snow Day, an episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man, written by Man of Action and Rich Fogel. Uh, some cool stuff with the Sandman as the villain. Yes. Uh, Ms. Marvel, number yeah, five. Right back to you. You guys wanted it. Here it is. Uh, written by G. Willow Wilson. Art by Adrian Alfona. What? I, 
I look at the numbers of how many people are buying Ms. Marvel issues every week, and it's like every people yeah. are constantly coming in for this book, great. which is great. And so I'm very excited when there's a new issue. Uh, so Kamala has to go up against these no good nicks, and she's still a young superheroine. She doesn't really have all her stuff together, uh, and she gets beaten. She yeah. she gets beaten, and I guess this is her second fight um, where she got. Sort of got beaten the other one, too, because she got shot and taken down. Yeah, much like Kamala, the Ugandan giant. <laughs> She's on a learning curve. <laughs> uh, but there's a really cool, like, she goes home and she's super hungry because she's been, you know, embiggening and disembiggening, as she says, mm-hmm. uh, a lot. And she's been using her powers, and obviously it takes a lot of energy. It's a little thing, but I, I really dug it. Uh, lots of family interactions in here. Uh, and then there's there's great montage training sequence, which needs yeah. some Rocky like oh, yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. Where she's. That's what Marvel AR is for. Yeah. Or adaptive audio totally. or whatever. Yeah, I agree. Uh, really fun stuff as she's trying to become better. She's trying to figure out who she is, what her powers are. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, you know, she has to train to fight to win, like the Blood Brothers said. And. Um, yeah, so we get to see, you know, she she does what she needs to do, but in doing so, she has pissed off someone, uh, a new character, a who new the, villain. Yeah. yeah, who is this who guy? Who is not what? happy whatsoever. Oh my god, yeah, I would not I would not want to go up against that guy because he represents one of my greatest fears, which is giant birds. Oh, I, I didn't know that. terrified of giant birds. Uh, it started, for some reason, when I saw the classic film Dude, Where's My Car?, and they have that scene where they go to Jason Bateman's house. I think it's Jason Bateman. He has all the... Uh, no, I, I'm confusing two things. All right, but they go somewhere, and there are a ton of ostriches. And ostriches, like, knock them out. Like, literally, they're in their car. They're like, oh, God, we're surrounded by ostriches. And ostriches... They're like, we're in our car. We're fine. Ostriches headbutt in through the windows and, like, knock out uh, Ashton and Sean William Scott. It's terrible. I've never heard of someone traumatized by... Dude, Dude where's my, my car? car? I bet I'm not the only one. <laughs> Not having nothing to do with that scene. All right, we got double shot of New Avengers. New Avengers number 20, written by Jonathan Hickman. Beautiful art by Lario Schiti, who is really spreading his wings here. Um, It's a big action issue, which we don't necessarily get a lot of in New Avengers. There's a lot of machinations in this book, but this is full out the Illuminati against the Great Society. We can see the Great Society really displaying their powers. The Illuminati having to dig deep, do some stuff they wouldn't normally do. Um intercutting with a flashback to Doctor Strange, you remember, remember a few issues ago went to try to bargain for great dark black magic. Um, we see the results of his trip and then also how that plays out here. Hulk's in the mix now. Hulk is one of the Illuminati and just a really cool action issue but then Doctor Strange at the end just turns everything around. Speaking of Doctor Strange... Oh, my goodness. New Avengers Annual number one is a full... It's basically a Doctor Strange Annual. Um, it's called New Avengers Annual, but, you know, call it Spade a Spade. It's a Doctor Strange spotlight story written by Frank Barbieri. Are you familiar with Frank Barbieri Yeah, yeah, he's, um, he's done some stuff for Image and various yeah. places. He's friend of a friend. Well, man, he is good. And paired with, holy crap, Marco Rudy, yeah. who... Anything Marco Rudy draws, I can just read... It's amazing. He's becoming one of my new favorite artists. Um, this is like this is a like a quintessential horror. Comic. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a perfect match for Marco Rudy, who has this kind of trippy all over the place style. We saw it in Marvel Knights Spider Man, but with Doctor Strange, is perfect. The way it's it's kind of like David Mack. 
um, but really nothing like anything else. I love what he does with the borders of these like circular panels, the crazy backgrounds he does. The story, not to shortchange, because Frank Barbier just does an incredible story where it's it's two things going on at once. In the present, Doctor Strange has been sought out by these these monks, these uh, this like monster that he visited once upon a time, and now they've adapted. They they've come to technology. They basically need him to do an exorcism. Um, one of the, a young girl is possessed by a demon, and he needs to go in and fix things. At the same time, we go back to one of his early days when he was a surgeon, and it's the first time he's encountered a case that he might not be able to fix. And it's just classic, early Doctor Strange, very arrogant, very I-can-fix-everything, but not so much of a jerk, because we always see him as almost like unintentional, more just like driven by the need to make everything better, yeah. to give everyone hope. And not realizing that sometimes when you give people false hope, that's worse than just letting them yeah. kind of go. And then in the present, uh, it, the, the the two things going are how this past thing fuels him in the present and how he's willing to cross more lines than he might have been in the past. Um, it kind of it plays in nicely to what we just saw in the new Avengers issue. So even though this is very standalone, uh, it does play nicely. But man, this this art, just page after page, just gets better and better. Um, I don't even know where these layouts come from. The idea of like putting these circles on top of each other, the colors, just it feels like nothing. Yeah, it's like Marco is, it's totally his own style, but it's like elements of J.H. Williams III, uh, of um, David Mack, of various things, but like totally. There's a little Dan Brereton here. Yeah, yes, yes. It's like he's taking the best elements of all these things and just been like, and here's something completely new. Yeah, uh, and perfect for illustrating Doctor Strange's power. I would love to see a Doctor Strange ongoing drawn by Marco Rudy. Yeah, it would probably would take forever. I don't care. Yeah, I know. It could be a quarterly series, so worth it. And I will read the hell out of it. Just a great, beautifully written, beautifully drawn, great character, awesome issue. Yes. All right. Are, are you your first? Right. I, I go. I and don't know, I don't know and why before, this screws oh, everything up. Uh, New Warriors number six, written by Christopher Yost, art by Nick Roche and David Baldion. Uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we're going to have Jake Waffles and Mr. Whiskers throughout the course of this book. We get, we get a little Jake Waffles action. We get a little bit, but I'm saying just they, they haven't been taken away yet. Right. And I really want them on the squad yeah. for goodsies. Yeah. Just the tip. Uh, yeah. Just the tip. Uh, so they take. Uh, Wondergore Mountain, and boom, it's transported into right on off Manhattan, uh, which is super weird and super Look. confusing and terrifying to everyone. And thus, the Avengers show up to be like, what the hell is going mm-hmm. on? Uh, which is great, because then you, there's lots of callback to um, uh, Vance being a, uh, an Avenger, yep. and Speedball, and, and you know the Civil War stuff. There's some really heated arguments going on. Uh, I do Iron... like as as a new Warriors fan, yeah. like a classic new Warriors fan. I do like that Iron Man tries to play the "you guys are responsible for Civil War" card, and mm-hmm. Justice gets right in his face and he goes, "Oh, really? Yeah. Who's really responsible for everything <laughs> terrible that happened during Civil War?" That was that was a nice moment. Yeah. Uh, so while that's going on with Iron Man and Cap, the rest of the New Warriors squad is hanging out with Thor. Thor's basically babysitting them, mm-hmm. uh, but. The things that have been seeding for the last couple issues with Fyra, Water Snake, the Atlantean member of the New Warriors, uh, comes to a head, and we find out what's really going on, and it's totally crazy. Crazy callback. Yeah, super old character. Super rad. Uh, Big old battle ensues. Uh, Terrific. It's great because Chris knows how to balance 
the the big action with the humor, with the drama, with the scariness. Uh, it's great art throughout, and uh, I love the resolution to all this stuff uh, on that side of the For spot. sure. And Hummingbird may be one of my new favorite characters. Maybe? She's, she's definitely she's, one of my new favorite characters. She's amazing. She's so good. Yeah. I want her in everything. Mm. She's terrific. I want to oversaturate, man. That's, I don't that's care. How you, that's how you this kill is, a character. No. We won't. Uh, anyway, so then we, we flash to, uh, I, I assume, what we're going to see coming up, yeah. which is a big problem for... Uh, Aichi. Aichi? Aichi or Aichi? It's, yeah. it's a tough one. The, the inhuman uh, member, member of the, of the team. squad. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, on to Original Sin, Hulk versus Iron Man's number one, uh, which is also Original Sin 3.1. Because, I don't know. you know, we, we don't care about your, your, your brains. No. Uh, Hulk versus Iron Man uh, by Mark Wade and Karen Gillan. Uh, for the story, Mark Wade wrote the script for this one. Mark Bagley is on art. And this, uh, this is the big story that uh, Iron Man and Hulk have to deal with the, the revelations. Mm. Stuff that has been buried deep uh, in the past that Iron Man, before he was Iron Man, Tony Stark, as his wheeling, dealing, weapons manufacturing, uh, drinking, crazy young self, uh, has a history with Banner. Goes back even before they were both, you know, the big crazy characters that they are. Uh, they had a, a, a long standing history, and then it comes to a head uh, when Banner is getting ready to set off his gamma bomb. And there's all kinds of stuff going on in here, and I don't want to spoil too much. I don't know how much we've said online. I just play it safe. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's it's very interesting. It's a really cool way to put this in and thread it through um, both their histories and especially Hulk's origin. And we'll see what this all means for uh, for these two characters. Right, Original Sins number two. What a great uh, example of an anthology book being done well. You have three stories in here. They're all pretty quick, and they're all very different, and they're all great in their own ways. Uh, lead story by a boy, Frank Thierry, art by Raphael Ienko. It's a Black Knight story. Um, it is someone has come across, like a Black Knight historian, a Black Knight fangirl. I don't know how you describe her, but she knows via the orb energy secret watcher explosion that Black Knight maybe falling back into his old habits as far as the ebony blade and the curse and she's trying to get through to him she's at his door uh she kind of relays the history of the black knight and dane whitman as having some problems uh really great art in this story and the twist at the end has just got me wanting to read more of it it's a really uplifting story yeah it's the type frank terry's known for yeah um, and if by that we mean not at all uplifting. Mm -hmm. uh, Young Avengers, part two of this story, written by Ryan North, art by Ramon Villalobos. Really funny, really uh, heartfelt, but just funny stuff. And the art is beautiful. The Young Avengers going after the hood, finding out his motivation for everything. Little notes at the bottom of each page, which I that, thought were that's a great a Ryan touch. North, uh, yeah. Like standard, he does that for the Adventure Time comics. Yeah. they're terrific. Do not skip. Yeah, don't skip the them. the text at the bottom of the pages because they're just it's hilarious. Some of it actually adds the story. Some of it's just really funny. Yeah, and well, the nice thing is I didn't know he did that, and to me it's just like, oh yeah, that that makes sense for like Young Avengers for the aesthetic. Just yeah. going on. and then the cherry on top, this great two page Ty Templeton Howard the Duck story. I, it's it's a two page gag, so I can't really give it away. But I, it cracked me up, yeah, and made me feel bad for Howard the Duck. 
Yeah. So I liked Original Sins this week. I thought it was just a nice mashup of a bunch of cool things done well. Heck yeah. Savage Hulk number one, new series teaming Hulk with different characters across time, uh, similar to Savage Wolverine. Kick it off, written and drawn by Alan Davis, of course, with Mark Farmer and Matt Hollingsworth. Set in the late issues of Uncanny X-Men before it got turned into a reprint book and then relaunched. There was a Hulk X-Men team up. This is following up on that. We have the leader trying to figure out how he can take recent events and make them to an advantage. Charles Xavier dedicated to trying to help cure the Hulk, the X-Men going after the Hulk. Another big Hulk villain. Hulk against old school Hulkbusters. Uh, Alan Davis drawing action. So a lot of good things done well, matched up. Spider-Man Spectacular, number one, is a reprint book with four stories uh, by Mr. Joe Caramanga. Awesome. These are all, I believe these are from Marvel Adventures or Marvel Age Spider-Man books. Um, But they're awesome. They're, you know, you got some Green Goblin, Kraven the Hunter, Mysterio, uh, and more Kraven stuff that, you know, if you want to learn a little bit about these characters, his villains, um, this is just a perfect job. You don't need to know continuity or anything else. It's just pure Spidey goodness. And all ages. All ages. Uncanny Avengers number 21. This is penultimate issue. I think, I think so. To the, to the say giant to be, arc. Does it say to be concluded at the end? I think it does. Uh, it does. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so this is yeah, Avengers of the Earth part four. Huge stuff. Uh, at the end of the last issue, we the our heroes were sent into the past. Here, boom, they come back. Well, I guess it's the present-ish. Sure. Uh, you've got, Their past, yeah. our present. Uncanny Their Avengers present. coming back to be like, do not do everything that you were going to do. Right. That leads to ruin. Let's do it this way. Let's try this. We have to stop the Celestial Executioner. We have to stop you guys doing these things. And um, then it starts throwing the Apocalypse Twins for a loop because they're like, everything's supposed to be this way. Mm. And, you know, Eamon is just like, chill out. We'll deal with it. Yeah. Uh, but all kinds of craziness ensues throughout this issue. It, it revolves around Rogue needing every power around it's in, it's insane yeah uh, every power to stop the celestial executioner which is not enough then they need mm. to bring in the sentry crazy re yeah. you know undead sentry uh who's like talking about the air, being the heir to apocalypse the protector of mankind destroying the cancerous mutants Ugh. and also he's going to stop the celestial executioner and then thor comes in with his jarnbjorn which is the the, the sounds sword like a, the, sounds like a metal band yeah, it should be. With the axe that can cleave anything. And um, it's it's crazy, crazy, crazy. Big time action in the Rick Remender tradition. And then, boom, you get a gut punch right near the yep. end. Uh, and freaking Kang, man. Not all is as it seems with Kang the Conqueror. Big shock. Yeah. All right. Wolverine number nine by Paul Carnell. Art by Chris Anka. Uh, so Wolverine is on the uh, Death's Island. This crazy um, place where death goes for holiday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's no killing there because she's on holiday. And he has to go in there to, to have a conversation with death because that's what he does. There's actually really, like, death is very quirky and very funny in this. Right. Uh, not the, the stoic, you know, the stoic version that Thanos is always yeah. trying to. Approach. Although she does name drop Thanos. Oh, yeah. Here, which the, is it's nice. really funny in here. Uh, while that's going on, Shang-Chi and Iron Fist are outside the temple trying to stop the ninjas from coming in. Um, all kinds of crazy stuff. And you, 
there's a point where Wolverine's like, I don't know if that was real, but I know what I need to do. I know where I gotta go. Uh, some some really interesting stuff. And then there's uh, there's one yeah there's there's one page of uh, death and Wolverine, and it's just this right here. Chris Anka nails this yeah. one silent panel so hard. It's really good. Yeah. For sure. All right, last but not least, we got X-Force number six, written by Cy Spurrier, art by Jorge Molina. This wraps up pretty much the first arc, the uh, the first mission of X-Force. Uh, when last we left our heroes, it seems <laughs> that they had been soundly defeated by Volga. Cable was blown up. The team was captured. Uh, but we learned something about Cable in this issue that throws everything for a loop. Volga continues to be awesome. What a fantastic villain. Just Thoroughly unredeemable, but funny. Uh, this, as every issue, has been narrated by a different person. This one's told from the perspective of meme, and there is more to meme than meets the eye. Oh, man. Cannot mm. give away the big mm. reveal on meme, but it's pretty mm. great. Mm. Uh, we get, we flash back to the inciting incident of this whole series we haven't seen yet, which is the Alexandria incident. We finally get to see what happened. Um, and then the whole team battles Volga and his forces. There's a fantastic Phantom X moment. Uh, with Dr. Nemesis, which just was awesome. Uh, Dr. Nemesis tells Phantom X he needs him to do something because he's the best, and Phantom X just is elated. Uh, Dr. Nemesis, always great to see him in this book. Um, really interested to see where this book goes. I feel like it needed the six issues to kind of get warmed up, and now that all the secrets, you know, Marrow's secret, Alexandria, what's going on with Cable, what's going on with Meme, now that that's all on the table, I feel like we can really start cooking with this book. Yeah, all right. A lot of books this week. Yes, sir. Time of the week. Goodness. Mm. 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 I'll dive in. I'll say Original Sins is up there for me. I thought that was excellent, but New Avengers Annual takes it handily. What a great issue. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you. Mm. I'm I'm choosing New Avengers Annual as well. Unanimous. Yeah. It's a rarity. You want to check in? Dupe. Dupe. Yeah. We got a vote. Million already. There we go. It's classic stuff. Yeah. Mm. Here, you know what? We'll give it over to you so you can check it out. Appreciate it. Well, we're doing our thing. All right, so that is everything that's on sale as far as individual issues. Collections on sale this week. Avengers AI Volume 2, 12,000 AD in trade paperback. Marvel Masterworks The Human Torch Volume 1, also in trade. New Avengers Volume 3, Other Worlds in hardcover. What If Age of Ultron, which we loved by Joe Keating, is out in trade this week, so do check that out. And X-Men The Road to Onslaught Volume 2 in trade, which is huge. 800,000 pages. And I don't even know why half of it's in. X-Men Clandestine is in there. It's amazing. Really? Yeah, dude, I was flipping through it the other day. Like, what? I don't know what that has to do with the road to Onslaught, but just go on. I love it. Uh, all right, digital comics on sale this week on the Marvel app. Uh, pretty much all we talked about. Also on sale, we have Iron Man 239 through 250 and 253 through 265 from the original series. Collections on sale this week on the app are Amazing Spider-Man Masterworks Volume 6, Avengers The Serpent Crown, Deadpool Classic Volume 7, New Avengers Volume 3 Other Worlds, New Mutants Volume 6 The Animator, Secret Warriors Volume 5 Night, and Uncanny X-Men The Sisterhood. The Sisterhood. All right. Freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited, we've got Avengers number 24, Cap number 15, Indestructible Hulk number 17, Longshot Saves the Marvel Universe number 4, New Avengers 13, Origin 2 number 1, Scarlet Spider number 25, Secret Avengers number 13, Superior Foes of Spider-Man number 7, Superior Spider-Man Team-Up number 8, 
Thor God of Thunder number 16, Thunderbolts Annual number 1, Uncanny Avengers number 15, Uncanny X-Force number 15, X-Men number 8, and Young Avengers number 14. Lots and lots and lots of comics for you guys. Uh, we also have lots of news this week. Ben, what do we got? All right, two exclusive announcements we made in the comics world earlier this week. Number one, there is going to be a Marvel 75th anniversary special. Tom Brevoort is putting this book together, and it is awesome. It's really cool. Some of you guys have seen the Paula Rivera cover, oh, which is gorgeous. So good. Uh, there was a sneak peek at Special Edition NYC, but it is now up on our website in all its glory for you to see. Uh, just some of the stuff that's going to be in this book. Stan Lee's first ever story for Marvel was a two-page text piece in Captain America Comics that is going to be adapted to a fully drawn piece drawn by another other than Bruce Timm, so that's pretty huge. Uh, Brian Bendis and Michael Gatos are reuniting for a new Alias story. James Robinson is doing a Fantastic Four story. Len Wein's going to be on Wolverine. Uh, a lot of other stuff. It's basically, you know, it, it, it's... A celebration of every era of Marvel. A lot of creators reunited with the characters that really made them famous, that they're created. There's going to be more stuff in there. I know a lot of our material is going to be in there from our 75th anniversary stuff. There's going to be a, a section dedicated to some of the creators no longer with us. It's going to be really cool, and we'll have more on that uh, in the weeks to come. Also, we showed for the very first time everywhere, uh, and this is blown up. All across the internet. <laughs> Scotty Young's variants for Amazing Spider-Man number 9 and Superior Spider-Man number 32 together form this giant Spider-Verse gatefold. Wait a minute, Ben. Superior Spider-Man number 32. I covered that on the news like weeks ago, man. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, there's Superior Spider-Man number 32. <laughs> it's, Great. it's part of Spider-Verse. You gotta remember, this podcast is someone's, someone's first, first podcast. podcast. All right. There's going to be a 30-second issue of Superior Spider-Man. It is set in 2099. It's coming out in August, and it tees up Spider-Verse. And it's by Dan Slott, Christos Gage, and Giuseppe Cumincoli. We all caught up? Yes. All right, so go and check out Scotty's variants. They are awesome. Uh, we have some company, Brian, in the world of Marvel podcasts again. I know. Which we've never had since, uh, since Jeff Sutter retired and went off to Florida. Um, <laughs> Or wherever he is. So we got the Women of Marvel put out two episodes this week. Uh, Judy Stevens and Adrian Cowan co-host it. They've got Sana Aminat and Janine Schaefer on there as well. They put an introductory episode. And then also they're going to be doing a series talking to various Eisner Award nominees. And they started with Kelly Sue DeConnick, who was nominated for Best Writer for Captain Marvel and her work outside of Marvel. Very cool. So new podcast is going to be dropping every Friday from here on out. Be on the lookout for it. I uh, don't think they fully established yet i don't know what the deal is with itunes and rss and all that but if not i know judy's working hard to get it yeah if anyone done. has a hookup at itunes who yeah. can help us yeah please that'd be great yeah we still don't have this week in marvel now on itunes <laughs> I know. so that'd be great uh, and then as far as marvel 75th editorial content had a great piece last week from andrew steinbeiser who did the saga of the inhumans covered everything that has happened with the inhumans from conception to current talk to roy thomas tom brevoort uh, David Hine, Sean McKeever, Dan Abnett, Charles Soule, a lot of guys who, uh, who a lot of them haven't been around Marvel for a little bit, so it's always cool to have them back on the site. Over to games, Avengers Alliance this week launched PvP 16, Season 16. Drax is the hero you can get. Uh, you can also get a new Infiltrator suit, and I spoke to Justin Woods about that, posted on the site. There's going to be more Avengers Alliance and Avengers Alliance tactics coming up later this week and into next week. Have you, been, have you started tactics yet? I not started tactics yet. Yeah, so, I know. So the, the whole PvP thing is yeah. crazy. So you have your base. 
and when you're people could just come and attack you mm-hmm. and take your your silver yeah and you mentioned this to me so there's this one guy he's level 35 his name <sighs> is Santos I'm level 10 yeah no one else is level like near him he comes and he attacks my base every day well, there's nothing you can do I would imagine there's nothing you can do yeah. well you you can staff your base you know like different parts yeah, of your but base a your, guy who has that much right. power he's coming in with level 9 heroes or whatever yeah. it is which is is powerful yeah. So, but the thing is, I don't have a lot of silver and ISO to steal, yeah. right? But I can go and retaliate. Oh, and he's right. got lots more silver and ISO than I do. So, so anytime he hits me, I just go back and hit him and make more money, you know, in revenge. He's an idiot. So if you're listening, Santos. He's a fool. Stop uh, attacking me. I'm not going to go after you. Yeah. You know? You want a piece, you know? Oh, yeah. And I took out me. big revenge this morning. Yeah. I had one guy who... Who took out one of my one part of my base because mm-hmm. you have like seven parts? He took out one of them. I went over to his base and destroyed everything. Oh, this sounds like this I is, laid waste to him. It sounds like this is really uh, therapeutic for you. It this is. game that's it good. Yeah. I am looking forward to diving into Avengers Tactics. I also had a call this week. We're going to have more editorial content on tactics. Nice coming up because we haven't really been able to have that yet. Cool. Uh, also, Lego Marvel Superheroes launched on iOS last week, so you can now play that on your Apple devices. Uh, I may do that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And Deadpool Pinball from Zen Studios is coming out this week. Uh, by the time you hear this, it should be out on all platforms, and we will have some cool video content from them coming up as well. It's going to be a hoot and a holler. Lots Good. going on in the world of games. Good table. Um, yeah, lots going on everywhere. Uh, I think last week we announced Rosario Dawson. Yes, sir. The cast of Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix. People are excited about that one. Very I'm excited cool. about that one. Yeah. I interviewed her back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, for a wizard. She's cool? She was very cool. Yeah. Very, very nice uh, lady. Great. Um, so that's cool. There's going to be, obviously, more as we get you know closer and closer to uh, you know that show starting to come together. Um, what else? Guardians of the Galaxy is coming soon. I'm, I might be going to see it this week. Oh, which yeah? Which is good. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Mark will update us uh, more thoroughly. Mark? Right now. Yes. Yeah. Hello there this week in Marvelites. Marvel.com editor Mark Strom here coming to you from gorgeous, sunny Los Angeles with the latest from Marvel West. We had some big casting news for Marvel's Daredevil coming to Netflix in 2015. Beginning with we cast Foggy Nelson. He will be played by Eldon Henson, who... Some fans may remember from the Mighty Ducks, the original Mighty Ducks trilogy. He will also be appearing in the next two Hunger Games films, uh, Mockingjay Parts 1 and 2. But yeah, you can read more about that and uh, uh, his resume and all that on Marvel.com. We also cast Rosario Dawson, but I can't tell you as who yet. That announcement was made last Friday, I believe. So yeah, you can expect more on all of that in the coming weeks and months. Speaking of the coming weeks and months, we also have Guardians of the Galaxy hitting theaters very soon on August 1st, just about five weeks away now, I guess. That math seems right. But we had a new preview for you, which showed off more of Star-Lord, more of Rocket, some great action, some new music, and we will also have a new featurette for you 
tomorrow. Well, if you're listening to this on Thursday when the podcast comes out, it'll be tomorrow, this Friday. So keep an eye out for all of that on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Marvel, and of course, marvel.com. Finally, this Sunday, we have an all-new episode of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash, titled Monsters No More, in which the Agents of Smash meet the Agents of Crash, which is a team that the leader has put together from some of the Hulk's biggest enemies, including Abomination, Absorbing Man, Sauron, Blastar, and Titania. So check all that out. The world has finally accepted the Hulks as heroes, but the leader may put a little bit of a wrench in that. So you can check that all out this Sunday, beginning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. That pretty much covers everything I've got for this week. We've got some big stuff coming up in the next, uh, I'd say, week or two. So I, of course, will be back with you once more in seven days. Until then, I wish you a splendiferous week, a splendiferous er weekend, and I thank you for listening. All right. Thank you, Mark. We are back for this week in Marvel questions and comments. One thing I want to say up front is uh, you guys rate and review the podcast on iTunes if you would be so kind. Uh, apparently, that's what helps the podcasts yeah. on the iTunes do well. Leave comments. Yeah. Uh, rate, review, leave comments. Yep. Tell people why you like it. If you hate it, well, I'm, you know. You don't. Can, just keep it to yourself. I mean, yeah. You, you don't have to say <laughs> that. Uh, but, you know. We we like to make sure more people can listen to this because we're yes. excited about it and, and um, it's really cool. Uh, shout out to Dale Malinowski from oh, yeah. Nickelodeon, uh, our, our new uh, buddy we've emailed with once, right. uh, <laughs> who uh, sent a nice note to Tom Brevoort and Nick Lowe. Um, and uh, the cone of shame goes to Ian this week for um, not fully listening to my directions on the Twitter. He's but getting I think there. He's, he's getting there. He's still learning. Yep. He's young in turn into his tenure. So uh, by next week, it will have to be 100% perfect or else. Uh, but so the way this is going, uh, your comments, we missed a bunch. Uh, we also, they're going to jump out of sequence. Some of them uh, are together. Some of them are separate. Uh, but I hope by next yep. week, we will be lockstep. Ian, how can people reach you to express their displeasure with your work? Well, uh, (laughs) you can tweet at me at IanCSC. There you go. So if you're pissed about your comic getting lost, there's where you can direct your rage. Yes. Uh, Shame is a great motivator. So uh, let's dive right into questions and comments. First up, we've got Raph AB who says, uh, Niccolo just gave him a heart attack when he entered the office from last week's There's a lot of that. That's how most people react when Nick enters an office. Yes. Uh, Raph also says, since it's the World Cup... Is there are there any Marvel comics including some soccer? The only thing I could think of was old New Mutants issues with Sunspot. Yeah, Sunspot because is he Brazilian? What yeah, he? he's Brazilian and and he but he was like a I don't know if he's pro or something. He was he was really good at soccer. Yeah, um, and like when he was first introduced, he was playing soccer and sometimes he'd be playing soccer with Cannonball and if they ever went back to Brazil to visit his family, there was soccer there. So. Yeah. Check out some New Mutants classic for uh, some good old soccer action. I'm surprised Jonathan Hickman hasn't put soccer in. Yeah, he loves soccer. He loves soccer. Like, he'll tweet about soccer when the World Cup's not happening. And And I didn't even know soccer went on when the World Cup's not happening. And he has Sunspot in his book. Yes. So it's right there. Like, bouncing the ball around in the background. He could have Sunspot watching the World Cup. Yeah. It would make total sense. All right, Drew Hamilton. Um... 
I just realized that I think Alan Davis's artwork is very similar to Mark Bagley's. Fair comparison? I could see that. A little bit. Yeah, I think they both have kind of that very clean, uh, classic superhero work. Like big, yeah. powerful heroes. I feel like the people who have inked and colored them are very similar, too. I, can mm. say, I, I, bet, I bet Alan Davis is an influence on Mark Bagley. I'd be willing to wager that, because that's about right about a nice time frame. Mm. Good call, Drew. Simon Williams, uh, I enjoyed the Women of Marvel podcast. It's as good as this week in Marvel. What? Yes. Simon. That seems insane. To hell with you. Wow, wow. <laughs> Ryan's eyes just lit up red. Uh, hopefully it'll be available on iTunes soon. I was, getting, I was hoping it would be, but now I yeah. don't know how I feel. Um, and also, what happened to Big Hero 6? Uh, we haven't seen them. The last time I think we saw them was during Ends of the Earth. Remember that Spider-Man cross? That one shot where they showed oh, up for like a yeah. panel. Yeah, I don't think they've been anywhere since then. Yeah, time is right for Big Hero Six. Sure, sure, why not? They have a movie coming up. Uh, do they? Yeah. Ian, fountain of information over mm-hmm. here. It's coming up. Ali PCE Deadmeat says, uh, reading tales from the Age of Apocalypse. Oh yeah. Regarding the 2016 movie, would you like to see a two or even three part story? Is it? Do they already give it a date? I don't know. It's a I don't know movie. what the date is. Yeah, uh, I don't know how you can do Age of Apocalypse in the, I, a movie. I can't imagine they'll do anything no. resembling the comic story. They'll, It'll be an apocalypse. They'll find story. some. Yeah, yeah, they'll you know they'll have apocalypse. I just want him to be big with a giant yes. A right above his crotch. Definitely, definitely, definitely. You know, like and grow really big and turn his arms into like just solid blocks of pain. Well, that's the nice thing about what they're doing I guess with, with the X-Men movies now is it's kind of like retro so I think they can get away with that yeah like it wouldn't look ridiculous because it's going to be set in like the 80s or something and that would make sense sure so yeah that's what I'm hoping for too just like the 90s animated series where he was just <laughs> insane Apocalypse was far and away the craziest villain on that thing I crazier think. than Mr. Sinister with his like like I really crazy so. lipstick and like razor teeth he and looks like... ridiculous but some of the lines like when Apocalypse would get going on his spiels I think he outdid Sinister personally that's fair uh, Ali says is there a sound effect in comic books that makes you wince uh, that is cack for a groin <laughs> shot and also how do you spell the biggest explosion I kind of like thagadoom um Whatever they did in Thor during Simonson's run. That is my... That's like the Bible of sound effects. Yeah. The benchmark um, for, for yeah. the big stuff. There is no sound effect in comics that makes me wince. I no. Like. That's, me neither. It's visual. You're yeah. just looking at words, so... Yeah. Nah. Um, I don't think so. It, the Thor has some great sound effects these days. Thor always has know? great sound effects. That's like the book that really brings the yeah, sound effects. because the thunder. hammer is always yep. bringing the thunder. Yeah. But I think also, like I said, it started with Simonson. I think, you know, any any... Thor run pays some homage to that era. Yes. Jeff James, it's been months since the big cliffhanger in Hawkeye number 15. When will we see that result in the Hawkeye number 19? Jeff, your guess is as good as ours. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye is a riddle wrapped in an enigma as far as when it's going to come out. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's you want the book done by yeah. the team that you want it done by, right? You don't want uh, someone other than David Aja. Yep drawing it so i think what we can say is we can't guarantee when hawkeye will be out again but we can guarantee when it comes out it will be it'll be incredible it'll be worth the wait yes exactly. that's the answer on that john dave mccusker will preview of something for next week in other news rereading the kree scroll war on the train as part of this week's twin urc epic sci-fi goodness nice i started it myself on the train today yeah i gotta so. start it soon because yeah. it's a it's long it's like nine issues oh. yeah you that's a lot. lot of comics yeah and it's <laughs> 
dense. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of... It's Roy Thomas. There's a lot of dialogue. Yeah. Uh, more Wrath AB because this is all out of sequence. Since it's... Uh, and it's a duplicate. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ian, you failed us. Um, he said... And this is a follow-up to the World Cup tweet. He says... Especially since Jason Aaron, John Hickman, Matt Fraction all seem to like soccer. No. I don't know about Jason and Matt. I, they're not as crazy passionate I'll, about it as far as I know. If FAB says it, I'll believe it. Yeah. Definitely. I know Jason Aaron's getting into wrestling. Yes. Fierce, which is awesome. So great. We're going to have him on just to talk wrestling oh, on yeah. the podcast. 100%. Uh, HW View says, is there no stopping the pulse-pounding, plucky, powerful tsunami <laughs> known as Nick Lowe? That's a great nickname. Yeah. We had Very good, Haywood. Yeah. Ten twin points. There you go. Bringing them back. Yeah, why not? Haywood uh, says, last week's twin was original sin number four. Nice tease of Rocket versus Frank Castle, plus major infighting and a huge WTF. You were going to say it, I weren't you? Gonna you were going to say it. Yeah. Uh, I held it back. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is PG. Uh, PG era. Uh, all right. One more from Haywood. He says, hope you guys are having fun with PV- PV- PVP this season. It's much harder. I'm having an easier time, as I showed you the other day, because I got the synthetic cube. It like makes it's making My PvP easier for not me. Yeah, sticking. I don't know. It's hit or miss. Sometimes I'll come back and it'll be down twenty. Sometimes it'll be up twenty. It's very unpredictable. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I'm not... I but I'm enjoying playing it because I'm able to just mess people up. Yeah. So it's very it's it's the same way you're enjoying PvP on tactics. It's, right. It's it's a very uh, rewarding. Yeah, it's very rewarding for sadistic nut jobs like this. Yes. Uh, back to Ollie PC dead meat coming back more. <laughs> Uh, just for fun, if you could have Remender read a shocker solo story, who would you like to beat on? This is a strummy question. Yeah, it's really for for Mark. Um, beat on shocker. What? Why Remender on shocker? Is there? I don't know. Just because there might be another tweet that explains it, but I don't know. Yeah, we're it's missing not here. You. Yeah, it's probably an older I'm tweet. Looking right at you, Ian. There's no shame on it. Ian doesn't care. Uh, is it the She-Hulk? I don't know. That was Charles Soule. They don't. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Try to save yourself. That wasn't. Um, Frick Remender's going to write a shocker solo story. I think it should be Deadpool Shocker. Because I like Remender's Deadpool, and I think Deadpool versus Shocker would be fun. That would be a great one, yeah. Yeah. I want to read a Doctor Strange story. Guide me, O oh Senseis. Also, loving the X Force Angels and Demons art. It's perfect. So, the first part. Uh, Doctor Strange story. Well, yeah. you can go back to our Twim URC episode with Doctor Strange: The Oath. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, or our Twim of the Week from this week: New Avengers Annual Number One. Wow. What a perfect opportunity. I always say though, um, with Doctor Strange, that's a book where you should go back and read the original stuff because yeah. those original stories are groundbreaking. The Lee Ditko stuff. So find like a, a Masterworks or Going Unlimited or something like that, and go back to uh, Strange Tales where he was first introduced. Totes. Oh boy! Oh, but what about the who did X Force Angels, Angels and Demons? And Demons. I think it was Clayton Crane, wasn't it? Was it? I think so. I'm gonna say yes. Okay. I'm gonna say yes. It was Clayton Crane, and you can correct us, and maybe Ian will get your response. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Coming up in two weeks. Uh, what's more important, art or story? Who compliments each other best? Ooh. That that's you know that's a very subjective question. Yeah. Uh, at first, because. Okay, I will read, you know, I'll often read something by a writer who, even if I don't like the art so much. Mm, that's true. Um, and, but if there's an artist who I really love, and I'm not a fan of the writer or just not digging the story, 
I'll go through it a lot yeah. quicker. I really won't focus on the story. I'll just enjoy the art. Well, I think what makes comics unique as a storytelling form is that they're combination art and story. So I would say, in the best comics, they're equally important. Right. Um, that's what you're. That's what you're striving for. That's like the the platonic ideal of a comic is something where the art is as good as the story and the story is as good as the art. Yeah, and they both function, you know, together and and make they're more the sum is greater than the parts. Right. As far as people who complement each other well, I mean, just go to anyone who's teamed up multiple times. Guys who obviously like working with each other. Guys like Bendis and Malieve have a great shorthand. Bendis and Bagley. Bendis has a great relationship with all his artists. Yeah. I feel like he's really an artist writer. Jeff as well, Jeff Loeb. Yep. Jeff Loeb and uh, Tim Sale. Yeah, Tim Sale. But also like... The Guinness. When, yeah, when Jeff gets, yeah. you know, like works with a writer, with an artist often, mm-hmm. you know, they really bring out the best in each other. Yeah. Or even you can go with uh, Matt Fraction and David Aha. Yeah. I mentioned earlier, that's another good example. Or uh, to give a more recent example, I think Kelly C. DeConnick and uh, Emma Rios really yes. get each other. Or Karen Gillan and Jamie McKelvey. Jamie McKelvey, of course. Jason Aaron and uh, Isad Rabik. Yep. Yep, they got a good shorthand. So, yeah. a lot of good teams there. Totally. All right, Gunhild Skjold says, mm. just caught up on All New X Factor, and I'm really enjoying the series. What a fun team. Yeah. Yes. All New X Factor definitely offers something different. Yes. Maybe they'll go to Norway. That'd be <laughs> cool. Uh, Gunhild says, by the way, Marvel Avengers Alliance Tactics has magic dinosaurs. Is this true? If that doesn't make you want to play, I don't know what will. Is this Very- true? Yes, it's a hundred percent true. Wow, magic dinosaurs! Yes, just dinosaurs. There's science dinosaurs and magic dinosaurs and you know Kree jerks. Uh, I need some more hours in the day, guys. It took me like five tries to beat Modok. I know. Finally, I did. How frustrating that was! Uh, I had to use Wolverine to keep making him bleed. It's harsh, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. No, he got it done. Yes. Done. 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 Uh, Agent Twim says. Just Twim. (laughs) Twim fan has changed it to Agent Twim. He says, "Just watched the No More Humans trailer. Love the animation." Yep. Just put that up last week. Hope you guys are digging it. Go buy the original graphic novel. More from Raph A.B. This is perfect. We're bookending with Raph A.B. I feel like every time something bad happens to the X-Men, it's Beast's fault in some kind of way. Uncanny X-Men, all new X-Men. I think there's plenty of blame to go around. Yeah, we can blame everyone. Yeah, Beast is screwed up. But, I mean, look look at Cyclops. Cyclops screws up all the time. Wolverine's not great. <laughs> the X-Men are pretty flawed on the whole. Yes. Uh, it doesn't help. This is Gunhild Skold replying. It doesn't help. There's so many beasts running around. That's true. There are at least two beasts. Then you got Dark Beast, Beast and the Brother. There's like four beasts, right, at any given time. Yeah, well, she actually, she lays it out. She says, oh, yeah, there you true. go. You got regular beast, beast, young beast, future beast, dark beast. And also, Raph A.B. said, LOL, that's what Cyclops said. Hello. Good point to end. No, we're not done. Good point to end. Oh, no. The internet. Because I I would like to salvage some more of these comments. Uh, Let's go. Infinity Watcher says, last week's fine equals two days, uh, today's This Week in Marvel. It's 1984's Iceman. And he quotes, he's young, he's on his own, he's out for a good time. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's, I have that limited series. That (laughs) is... It's one of the trippiest limited series of all time. J.M.D. Mateus wrote it. And you're thinking, like, oh, it's a nice minute series. I'll get a nice, like, action and a nicer one. No, sir. It is a trippy cosmic adventure where Oblivion, uh, who is, like, a, a Quasar character, comes in and Iceman has to, like, journey through time. He has to save his parents. Uh, he, like, the daughter of Oblivion, he falls in love with her. It's really weird. It's wow. like... I, it's like an abstract miniseries. It's not. It's very un-Iceman. Fascinating. But that is the tagline. Yeah. He's out to have a good time. Uh, I can't I can't get pictures in here, but there is a picture attached, so I'm assuming it's the cover. It's 
Kyle Martinick says, while rereading the Dark Phoenix saga, I wondered who would win in a fight, Dark Phoenix or Infinity Gauntlet Thanos? Well, I think if you read the Infinity Gauntlet series, yeah. you see what what he does to all Eternity. the... Yeah, to Eternity, who is the living embodiment of the universe, uh, who is kind of a little bit more powerful than yeah. the Phoenix. So Thanos. Yeah, I'm going to go with Thanos. But Thanos would find a way to beat himself. Oh, yeah. Because he always sure. does. Yes. Uh, Grant Gregory says, got all of the single issues for Executioner Song for a Father's Day. Mm. Never read it, so excited. Mm. Grant, I I look forward to hearing yeah. how that ended up for you, what you thought about it. Uh, how like much the greatest gift a child can get. Right? Give. Like, if, if that's the best story you've ever, like the best Marvel story you've ever read, or just the best anything you've ever read. Because yeah. it's either, it's one or the other. Or the best experience you've ever yeah, had like in your life. There's nothing better. Yeah. Uh, Agent Twim says, does Gorgon have horse slash goat legs? He did on Agents of Smash. Yes, he does. Yes. That is his, that is his inhuman mutate, we call it mutation? His, his, his inhumanity? His inhumanity? Sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Raph AB gives a shout out to the Modest Yahoo interview that Blake cool. did. Uh, he needs to get Akita now. Uh, yeah, I was bummed I wasn't here when Modest Yahoo was here. Uh, Durdunkel says, do you guys have a list of what cons you guys are doing? Uh, the list is pretty light. It's, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it depends on what you mean. You mean Marvel in general? We don't do tables or booths at many conventions. It's San Diego, it's New York, it's C2E2. That's generally our list these yeah. days. Although, if you're looking for Blake, Garrison, Judy Stevens, you might find one or both of them on their, their globetrotting Wizard World tour. This yeah. year, so who knows? Yeah, there are a, a number of conventions. Yes. Um, yeah. Never know where they'll end up next. Nope. Uh, Simon Williams says, oh, wait, I, I should backtrack. Uh, there are other appearances of Marvel employees, you know, C.B. Sabolsky mm-hmm. or Janine Schaefer or Tom Brevoort or, you know, another editor may get invited and show up at a convention, but it's not like you're going to find a Marvel booth at uh, any, a lot of right. the regional shows. Uh, Simon Williams says, okay, so Mighty Avengers number 11. Am I the only one who thought that Luke's dad looked like Black Dynamite in the flashback? You're not alone. No. It was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. So, yes, Simon. I'm sure that was not completely unintentional. Uh, let's see. Ref Gemlin says, in Bendis' 2010 Avengers, uh, first arc, we see future young Avengers, including a spider girl. Was Mm. this her first appearance? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it was the, the, the quote-unquote young Avengers showed up were actually the characters from the next Avengers direct-to-DVD movie. Um, there was a Spider-Girl in there? There wasn't a Spider-Girl. There was a future Spider-Woman. I think he's getting confused. Um, there was a version of Spider-Woman in there, but she wasn't one of the teens. She 20? was like an older one. Was that that long ago? Yeah. It's four years ago, the heroic age. Goodness me. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great arc, too. It was crazy. Uh, right. Bendis loves those characters too. Yeah, it, that uh, next Avengers movie is terrific. It's fantastic, it surprised yeah. me how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, all right, Scott Hutchinson says, "Was just wondering, are there any plans for a new Doctor Strange solo run?" Um, nothing we've announced, but he's getting a lot of love in New Avengers right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. hopefully that can hold you over until we do one. If we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Infinity Watcher posts, uh, I think, an animated gif that says how fulfilled he is after a little This Week of Marvel, but I can't see it here. Sorry. Mm. Um, what else? Do we have anything more? 
I think we're caught up to four days ago when when you started pulling in tweets. All right. So, you know, salvaged. We got got some. Everything's fine. Yeah. We're all happy. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, All right, guys. Thanks for listening uh, and commenting and being awesome. Remember, for next week, some URC, Kree Scroll War. I'll send something out about it. Yes. I got to read that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> alright guys uh, we'll be back with another episode next week and make sure you check out Women of Marvel on Friday uh, which might be tomorrow or today depending on when you listen yeah whatever whatever it's, it's, it's out there go Marvel, to the site Marvel your universe